Are you a young professional looking to enter the workforce? Are you having trouble getting an interview for a full-time position? If so, then you know the importance of our topic today all too well. Internships. That's right, the free labor, bottom of the totem pole position where you're often begging people to let you work for them for a few weeks. In this episode, we're going to dive into the best practices of being an intern to help you get the most out of your internship. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. Are you interested in running for office? Want to work on a campaign? At the Leadership Institute, it is our mission to increase the effectiveness of conservative activists and leaders in the public policy process. We offer over 40 different trainings, including campaign management school, on-camera TV trainings, and writing workshops. If you want to make a difference in public policy, visit leadershipinstitute.org. That's leadershipinstitute.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Lead Your Future podcast. So you guys probably know the importance of an internship. Odds are you've had a professor, counselor, parent, or mentor encourage you to find an internship somewhere near your home or somewhere across the country. But do you know how to make the absolute most out of your internship? Do you know how to impress your supervisors so when the time comes, you're the one to get a full-time job or they're willing to give you a letter of recommendation? Think about this. In a previous episode, we mentioned a study showing that two-thirds of your lifetime wage growth occurs in the first 10 years of your career. Your internship is the start of your career. So in this episode, I'll give you my three pieces of advice for being the best intern, and then we're going to hear from some of our own interns here at the Leadership Institute and how they've gotten the most out of their internship. So let's get right into it. My first tip, tip number one, is timeliness and punctuality. Let me give this one to you straight. Be on time. There is no other way to put this. Be on time. Do not be late. Be early if you can. But if you can't be early, do not be late. If your supervisor begins to see this trend, they may start to think of you differently, such as they're unreliable or they don't take their work very seriously. Let's face it. Most people interning are young and new to the workforce, and their supervisors understand that but you want to challenge the status quo and show you're capable of so much more. You want your supervisor to think of you as a young professional, and this starts with you being on time and being prepared. Tip number two, don't treat treat your internship like a nine-to-five job. Whether your internship is a full-time or a part-time job, don't just treat it like it's from nine-to-five. That means don't walk in exactly at nine o'clock and then be running for the door at five. Stay late and come in early when needed. If you know your department has a huge event coming up that everyone is working overtime to help with, volunteer to do the same. If it's not in your department, so what? Whether it's a nonprofit or for-profit, time is invaluable. And if you show you're willing to put in the extra time, that will put you in high standards within that organization. Besides, how great will it be to have people from outside your department come to your supervisor to tell them how great you are? Now, for tip number three, discover what is inside your toolbox. Take the time to learn how to navigate your strengths and weaknesses. So this is a very special time in your career. You're working a short-term job where you may learn to hate your line of work or discover something you never knew you were passionate about. This is your chance to learn what your strengths and weaknesses are. So now I just want you to do this. Imagine you have a toolbox. Look inside. What do you have 
what do you have in there? Let's say you're in the field of marketing. You love designing websites, analyzing website data, and creating social media posts. All of those things, they're inside your toolbox. But there are some things that you may not have in your toolbox. For example, maybe HTML coding, or you're not really good at using certain Adobe programs like Photoshop or InDesign, or you may have never had a chance to learn it just because Adobe programs are so expensive. What I want you to do is evaluate what you have and don't have in your toolbox and write them down. Next, do some research in your field of work. What are hiring managers looking for that you don't have? So maybe pretend you're going to apply for a job in a certain line of work and take a look at these job applications. Take a look at the skills, what things they are looking for, and take a look at those and then figure out what you do have and what you don't have. The things you don't have, add to your toolbox. The things that you do have, see if there's any of those skills that are on those job applications that you can be stronger at. When you finish, take them to your supervisor or mentor and show them what your strengths and weaknesses are. Share with them what you're passionate about, what you're very skilled in, and things you want to learn or things you have trouble with. By telling them your strengths and weaknesses, it will help them be a better guide for you throughout your internship. So far throughout my career, I've had two internships. So these are the things that I kind of learned the hard way. But taking these three tips and pieces of advice and running with them, going into a new internship, it will make you the best that you can be and hopefully land you a full-time job at that company or somewhere else. Now stay right where you are. After this quick break, I'm going to interview some of our own interns here at the Leadership Institute and some of the things that they learned during their internship or even some things that they wish they've done better. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. Are you looking to launch your career? Do you want to gain real, professional experience while sharpening your media skills? Then apply today to be a studio's intern here at the Leadership Institute. As a studio's intern, you'll master Adobe programs and get behind-the-scenes access to media professions across the board. Just go to leadershipinstitute.org and click on the Career tab to learn more. That's leadershipinstitute.org and click on the Career tab to learn more. And welcome back, everyone, to the Lead Your Future podcast. I'm really excited to have with me today um, a lot of our interns from the Leadership Institute. Fortunately, they had to end their internship early, but they are on the phone with me right now. Um, so I'd like to welcome Chris, Katie, Caroline, and Alex. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for, Thanks having, for having us. I would love if each of you could um, just go around and introduce yourself. Just tell us your name and what department that you are in. I'm Katie Calver, and I was the uh, development intern. I'm Chris Olson. I was the communications studio intern. I'm Alex Chang. I was the communications training intern. I'm Caroline Shaver. I was the campus reform intern. Awesome. It's great having you guys here today. Um, I miss having you all in the office, but I'm excited to have you on the podcast. So my first question is for you, Chris. What, what was your favorite thing about interning at the Leadership Institute? So my favorite thing about interning at LI, and maybe this is just specific to the Leadership Institute, is they really treat you like you're part of the workforce. Um, they have an intern program that is really designed for the interns to get work experience. You're not just a gopher. You're not going on coffee runs. Um, they actually have work for you to do to gain real work experience and to grow a skill set, depending on what you're looking for, depending on what department you're in. Um, so that was my thing about interning at LI. Um, 
And then my favorite thing about just interning for a political nonprofit, I guess you could say, was just the experience, you know, um, working for a company that is involved in where your area of interest is, you know, I think is one of the best things and um, just the all around experience that came with it. Yeah, I love that answer. So my next question is for you, Katie. Um, what challenges have you faced throughout your internship? Um, this could even be in the beginning of your internship, even now with the virus. Um, what are some challenges that you faced? <laughs> um, so I will actually uh, jump for straight to like what just happened uh, earlier this week as um, and I actually so I was one of the very fortunate individuals who got hired on full time in light of uh, the virus hitting um, I was taken on full time in development. So I am one of the new donor services officer. Uh, I was given uh, all the tools I needed. You know, I have a mouse. I have a keyboard. I have a little laptop from work. Uh, everything I needed to get the job done except Wi-Fi. So here in little rural Oregon, um, our Wi-Fi often goes down because we're in what we call a, a valley or a gully, if you will. Uh, we're so far away from even the Verizon cell tower that even if we have a mobile hotspot or a jetpack, if you will, um, it doesn't connect to the cell tower, so can't even provide Wi-Fi. <laughs> So uh, Monday morning, after battling with our <laughs> Wi-Fi providers here for all weekend, um, I decided to hop in my dad's truck and drive to the highest point in our neighborhood and work from there. <laughs> um, <laughs> luckily, again, though, I've been given all the tools I need. So I just, you know, put my laptop, put my keyboard in my dad's car, took his jetpack, which is just a mobile hotspot, um, set up in the car as best as I could and just worked from <laughs> the truck all day. Um, I will say, um, now I can look at, back at it like gracefully and say, well, I've, you know, I have all the tools I need and at least I was able to work. But in, in, in the time I hated being cooped up for eight hours in a car and, you know, periodically turning on the heater because it was freezing. Um, so just, you know, little challenges, but Hey, we're here, we're working. I love your determination. That is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Alex, this question's for you what is something that you learned about yourself? So this could be your strengths and weaknesses, um, learning to overcome those weaknesses or learning to strengthen your strengths. What is something you learned about that? Um, or what are, what are some, what are some things you learned about yourself during your time as an intern? I learned, uh, just how important it was that while you made sure you did a good job at work, um, you also need to make sure your, I guess, quote unquote, home life is still, uh, good and steady. So your, you know, work-life balance, things like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Making sure, you know, do you have food at home? Uh, what are you going to cook this week? Um, do you, are you going to bring lunch to work? Are you going to eat out? You know, do you have money in your budget mm -hmm. to eat out? Just small things like that. While it might not seem so big, you know, taking care of those problems so they don't hit you right then and there um, can lead to like a, just a more stress-free life. Um, I guess uh, something very specific to me. I don't think uh, everybody could probably uh, relate to this, but um, I never thought I was somebody who was very hard on myself when it came to work. Like I, I'm not a perfectionist. I do hard work and I do what needs to be done, but I never thought um, I was, uh, I, I would self doubt as much as I did uh, in the beginning of my internship. Um, and not because of anything anyone said or because of, you know, the pressure of wanting to uh, start a career, what have you. It was more, um, I was able to try my hand in several different aspects of development and one specifically in creative. 
And the whole team was very supportive of me. They all thought like, oh, you're already making great strides. Um, but I came down on myself on every step of the way and every draft of whatever I was working on. And I just, it was surprising to see like now at 25, oh, you, you do come down on yourself very hard. Uh, and it was just for me, it's okay, maybe you need to be kinder <laughs> to your work <laughs> and, and the process of learning. Um, so I don't know if it was necessarily the internet itself that taught me that about myself, but, um, it was definitely came to light through the internship. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of like what the most, that's kind of what the greatest thing is about having an internship and something I realized even in my own experience is that when you have an internship, it's an opportunity to make those mistakes. It's an opportunity to, you know, evaluate what you're doing and what you're enjoying, what you don't like, what you're doing wrong. And being able to take that to your next job within just a few months or, you know, just taking that into this, the next part of your career without it really, you know, hurting your career in a, a negative way where you have a job and you find out, oh, I'm really bad at this. And I took this job. It's, it's a chance for you to fail and, and to learn from those failures. That's I think that's one of the most valuable things about an internship. Absolutely. And actually having hear you say all that, it made me think, well, it probably could have been because I so deeply wanted to work for the Leadership Institute. Um, and so I guess like through that self-doubt and through that um, uh, difficulty I was giving myself, um, I was showing myself like, no, you actually do want a, a career in the conservative movement. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't think about that yet. So that's another thing you could learn through an internship. Like, nope, this is the industry you want to be a part of. This is the team you want to work on. These are the people you enjoy. Yeah. Alex, this question's for you. Do you have any thoughts on like what it was to report to a supervisor, maybe for the first time if this was your first internship? Um, what was what what was that kind of like? Did you come to any difficulties when you had to, you know, report to a, another person about your weekly tasks or things like that? Definitely at first I was a little uh, nervous to really go up to my uh, go up to my boss, I guess, or bosses and um, ask questions and of course, when you start, you, you think every question is a dumb question like, oh, where is this or where do I put this or where can I find this? Because um, you see, you know, your boss is sitting at their desk, they're busy at work and it's like, oh, I don't want to bother them. But sometimes um, if you're really not sure what to do, you just have to ask. And uh, really, um, I learned over the internship, like uh, it's they're they're they're, they're there to help you. Uh, they don't mind, you know, if you really need help with something or if you they know, you know, you don't know everything. They're expecting questions. So just um, definitely. Uh, communicating with your boss, you know, uh, yeah. very important. I think it's, uh, that's also another thing. That's what internship is for. It teaches you how to communicate with your higher ups and things like that. And it's a, you know, it's a very valuable experience. Chris, this question's for you. When was a time during your internship that you felt you went above and beyond and how did that play out for you? Um, yeah. So for me, that time that really sticks out was CPAC. Um, for those listening that don't know what CPAC is, it's the largest conservative political action conference in the world that happens um, in the D.C. area every year. Um, and so I knew that I was going to be having some busy days there. And um, this, the schedule that I was given was sort of flexed, like we might need you around noon this day. We might need you to stay till like seven to eight at night. We're not entirely sure. So like, if you can get here early, that'd be great. And I was totally okay with that. And so I sort of, I guess you could say adapted um, the thought that, 
all right, I'm going to get there when all of the Leadership Institute is like setting up and getting started. I'm going to see if they need my help. And if they don't need my help, then I'll go and enjoy the conference and listen to some speakers until they need me. But I'm going to make sure they know that I'm there to help. And I did that all three days. And every single day when I got there a couple hours early, they needed my help the second I got there. Of the three days of the conference that we were there, I think two of them were 12-hour days. One of them was a 10-hour day. Um, and by the end of that, I had um, department heads from other departments giving me tasks. They didn't know that other department heads were also giving me tasks. So they didn't know that I was doing things for like four different departments, including my own. But, um, you know, I, I didn't care. I wasn't going to, you know, when, when I showed up saying, hey, I'm here to help, I wasn't going to say, oh, sorry, I'm too busy to help you now. So I just said, okay, I'm here to work. I want a job out of this. So I'm here to help. So I was running around the convention center in a suit, sweating bullets. But, you know, we got it all done. Um, and then... It was great to hear afterwards, the following week, from my supervisor that um, they had also reached out to him, spoke pretty highly of me. So um, that was, yeah. that's, that's the moment, the first thing that comes to mind. It was, uh, it was a tiring week, but um, it, was, it was well worth it. No, that's awesome. I really think when, when you're even an intern and even a full-time worker, it, it shows when you go above and beyond. And people, when people notice, it, it feels great when people notice. It's, uh, that's really awesome to hear. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't care that they were from different departments. Like I said, I was there. Mm -hmm. I was there to help. I wanted, I wanted them to see that I was willing to um, put in any work. Um, so my last question um, is, I'll first I'll ask Caroline, I'll open up to everybody else. What advice would you give to someone who's about to start their internship? I would probably bounce off what Katie was saying earlier. Um, when she was saying that when she started the internship, I think you said you had a lot of um, kind of self-doubt and you were really hard on yourself, um, especially since it was my first time really leaving the home. Um, and so it was also, you know, going into the workplace and it was also taking care of myself and, you know, buying my own groceries and cooking for myself. Um, I would say don't be too hard on yourself, but at the same time, work really hard. Yeah, I would say, um, sort of as you touched on in the first part of the podcast, um, you know, treat this as the beginning of your career. You know, if you're looking at a sports season, um, the season doesn't start the night of the first game. The season starts, um, you know, during the preseason games. It starts in, you know, preseason tryouts and preseason practices and OTAs and that kind of stuff. If you have the mindset of, hey, I'm doing this internship because I want to get a job. There's something I want to get out of this. I want to get a job. This is basically a three-month um, a three-month interview process or tryout process, I guess you could say. And if your company that you're interning with, whether it's LI, whether it's you know Heritage Foundation, Cato Institute, whoever, um, if they don't have anything for you, if they really are impressed with you, if they can't find a job at another organization for you, at the very least, they are willing and wanting to give you a raving review to whoever you apply for. So treat it like a job, um, like a job interview. Um, so I would say be honest with your own shortcomings going into it. If that's, you don't communicate well, um, you're 
a little sensitive to crit- criticism, if it's maybe something more on a basic level, like you just can't grocery shop for yourself, whatever it is, be honest with your shortcomings and uh, don't lose sight of what it is that you're doing. So kind of what if, what Chris was saying, like this is a very long interview. Um, don't lose sight of what you're there for. Um, and it can be anything. If you're just killing time between a semester, then that's okay. Just, just know that that's going to affect the way that you're carrying yourself um, amongst your superiors. Um, but definitely know that if your job, if your intent is to get a job in this industry, in that to, in that movement, in that specific department, um, whatever your personal shortcomings are, are going to be the hindrance. So be honest with it, communicate, um, and just <laughs> show up every day ready to go. Um, Alex, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, learn how to cook. Cooking is a valuable <laughs> skill. Uh, you know, plus. You don't want to be constantly eating frozen food from Trader Joe's. Not something that's you want to do with your life. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though. <laughs> well, I can tell you about a better thing, cooking. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's great advice, Alex. Katie, can you just kind of give us a quick description of what it was to intern at the Leadership Institute and why you recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why I would strongly advocate the Leadership Institute as the best internship out there, let alone in DC, is because they provide all the tools you need to succeed. Um, I, I I received help from my parents to go through college, but I didn't receive federal loans or I didn't qualify for a lot of help. Um, so having an institution that is not only going to pay me to do the work that I was doing, but also pay for trainings, pay for books, pay for me to sit in a room with other like-minded individuals and discuss a book topic. Um, no one has ever done anything like that for me. So understanding that there are people out there who really truly want to just see us all succeed, um, it helps you maintain perspective and it helps you get up in the morning and go open a thousand pieces of mail. You know, something like it makes the smallest tasks the most important. Um, and it just it, it helps fuel your fire to do whatever it is that you want to do. So I I think the Leadership Institute is a top notch program, but also um, a top notch organization. That's perfect. Thank you, Katie. That 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 sounded great. Um, thank you everyone for joining me for this podcast. Um, you guys were all wonderful interns, and I'm I just can't wait to see where you guys go in your future and future careers. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks. you. It was fun. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. Please subscribe and share with your friends, family, and anyone else you can think of. And please leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for the next episode. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. The Lead Your Future podcast is produced and edited by Tiffany Roberts with support from Jared Cummings. Advertisements by Alexander Chang and Christopher Olson. Executive produced by David Fetter and Morton Blackwell. If you want to learn more about the Leadership Institute and see behind-the-scenes photos, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to Leadership Institute on YouTube.